the Royal Australian Air Force in person, 1921 to 2021. Ad Astra Aviator. This is a series of podcasts recounting the personal stories of veterans and their families. The narrator is Gareth McRae, OAM. Today we're talking with Flight Sergeant Marion Hamilton. Flight Sergeant Marion is a communications and information systems operator, now known as network technician. Throughout her career, Flight Sergeant has enjoyed a number of exciting and challenging roles and has been fortunate to have been deployed on multiple operations abroad, including one to the Middle East, where she was responsible for providing technical support to the deployed elements throughout the Middle East. She's developed significant experience in the combat support environment. Flight Sergeant Hamilton has also been an instructor in deployable local area networks, and cybersecurity for Navy, Army and Air Force. She's now responsible for the provision of technical support functions to air operations at number two Airborne Early Warning and Control Squadron. Flight Sergeant Hamilton enjoys endurance sports and has participated in a number of Ironmans across Australia. Marion, welcome. Thank you. Tell us about the Ironman experience. What's, what's, what's that involve? Uh, so an Ironman is um, 3.8k swim, 180k bike ride and a full marathon. So I've done a few in Bustleton and I've done a couple of half Ironmans in Bustleton and Geelong. How have you gone? Um, results vary. Um, What's your best? 13 hours is my best. 13 hours? 13 hours. Wow. Yeah, my I'm worst not competing is with you. <laughs> <laughs> my worst is 16 hours, so yeah, depending on the conditions, it can change yeah, the result. Sure. Why did you join the Air Force? Um, my husband was in the Air Force and he had the option to um, post, uh, whether it was with me or without, so that's why I joined. So you're not going anywhere, I'm joining up too. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. 2007, now... Was your joining as a communications and information system operator? Yep. So, What does um, that do? We're IT and radio um, experts in the Air Force. So we look after all things to do with um, networking and computers and radios. Did much. you have an IT background before the Air Force? I did. I had a degree in IT and accounting. So... Uh, it strikes me each time I talk to someone different from the Air Force that, that there is an incredible array of jobs within the Air Force. And this just proves the point that how important is that role in 2021? It's extremely important. Every single platform in the Air Force has got IT-related um, capability, so it's extremely important. Um, I know that in 2010, I think it was, you are responsible for the deployable local area network suites. Now, that's all gobbledygook to me. What does that mean? So they're all the um, deployable IT. So at 1CCS in Richmond, we used to deploy with uh, IT suites to go out on exercise and deployments so that our commanders could do their command and control and manage their aspects of their roles. Hmm. So it's having an a IT system out in the field environment. I'm in a plane. I'm flying uh, an F-35. You're on the ground. What is our connection to each other? 
it's generally by a bearer, so a, um, a you can have multiple different bearers, so it really depends. You can have it via um, your mobile phone bearers or via um, vegans and things so like that. So they are talking not necessarily person to person to you, but they are talking to your network systems. Through, yeah. So again, you're not a pilot. No. Uh, you don't fly a plane. Uh, you don't work as an engineer on a plane. I'm interested to know how the networks work not the network suites, but the networks of jobs within the Air Force interact with each other and support each other, particularly your role to them. Um, so we're a supporting element to all of the roles. So we interact with almost every single uh, trade in the Air Force in some capacity, um, whether that be just through our networks that we run or via radio networks or you know, all the different areas that we look after. So, does that answer Let's your question? Let's let that, I think 35, fly over. <coughs> so you're not in the office helping, so he's probably overshot the, I overshot the runway. Um, sorry, you, I interrupted you. So continue to work out how this, number two. This is all our way of proving to the person listening that we are actually at an Air Force base. So again, re-emphasise for me those interact interactivity between the elements. So we provide the support for those elements so they can communicate. Um, we don't interact individually with all the different capabilities, but we provide that support. Okay, your, your experience in the Air Force, as I read from your introduction, involves overseas operations. Mm -hmm. What you can talk about can you tell us about your involvement with your skill set mm -hmm. in Operation Slipper and then merge into Operation Accordion? So each of my deployments have been to practically the same area, um, doing the same job but at different ranks. Um, so for Op Slipper, I was a help desk operator, so I looked after all the ICT requests that came in on the base. And as I progressed through the ranks into my ISM role um, for Op, Accordion, uh, where I managed all the networks and provide SME advice for all the technical um, problems that came up in mm. those in those areas. G um, give me some examples of those problems. Um, you know, software might um, have not interacted as well as it should have, and we needed to um, develop solutions to enable those softwares to be usable on the network. Things mm. like that. Um, or your networks may go down and we need to provide solutions to make the network go back up so they can talk back to Australia. That, that I mean, I have a Microsoft, I've got an op, uh, sorry, a PC. Mm -hmm. Every now and again, the screen freezes. Now, that's a minor thing. That's just me and the computer. But in your role, if you're reliant and everyone in the network is reliant on the system, if it goes down, what happens? It affects capability. So... Command and control fails, um, orders fail. It has a big impact on all the operations if you're overseas. So what do we do? Depends on what the issue is. Uh, well, depend on the solution. You're at, well, okay, let me give you a, a what if scenario. You're <laughs> in the Middle East and you're involved, your team members are involved in going to an, uh, a site where they've got to, to take out a target but the systems go down. So do they 
cancel the task or do they go on and then it relies totally on the on the pilot how does how would that work if that was the situation it honestly depends on their rules of engagement um, whether they can conduct their task without having to rely on command and control or not um, some incidents you would expect that they would cancel their operation purely because of the ICT failing but others maybe you know, may be required to go ahead. So whose decision would that be? It's definitely not in my realm. That's more in, you know, the, the upper echelon of the Air Force. So you're back now trying to work out what's caused the, the downtime on the IT stuff. Yep. I don't envy your, your role, Marion. <laughs> we only ever hear complaints. We never hear when we're doing a good job. Yeah, well, that's true with every every job. I know that at the moment you're responsible for communications advice or in operation accordion right across the Middle East. Mm -hmm. Did that prevent difficulties with the multiplicity of nations involved with the exercises? No, not necessarily. So we were... For the ISM role, I was purely Australian networks. I wasn't looking after coalition networks at all. So your communication was only with Australians? Yep. Is there any interoperability between? Absolutely. Yeah? Yep. So was that above your pay grade? 100%. <laughs> Do you want to get to that pay grade? No. <laughs> no? No. Uh, you said your husband is in the Air Force and he was going to be deployed overseas, so you joined up. Mm -hmm. What has married life like in the Air Force when you're here he's there it's difficult it's really difficult um, we've been unaccompanied for a majority of my career so it's it's difficult to you know maintain a healthy lifestyle and, and work-life balance when that happens mm. correct me if I'm wrong but is it uh, Kira and Charlotte mm -hmm. yep. how does how old is Kira and Charlotte now so Kira's 15 and Charlotte's 10 so what has it been like for them growing with Two parents in the Air Force. Yep, so they've had uh, either one parent at home or the other. They very rarely have both of us home at the same time. Yeah. So it's been difficult for them. I want to know how the RAAF itself helps in situations like that. Is there a, a fallback with other friends in the, the force or it's a case of cope? There's definitely a fallback. So we have a lot of friends uh, that help us out when we are unaccompanied. So we get that support, you know, whether that be at work or emotionally from our friends. Um, Air Force has tried to co-locate us as often as they can, but because of service requirement, it hasn't always happened that way. But we've been able to manage quite quite effectively, I think. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, that, that certainly is. A, and Luke, is Luke on deployment at the moment? Your no, husband? He's here. This is our second posting that we've had together. Together? Both You're posted in. <laughs> that's, that's great. All right. Marion's job today, across it any day, take us through the day and what, what is involved for you as a job? Uh, so I'm purely a manager now. So I look after my troops um, and the team and any SME advice that I give will be to projects and things to do with the aircraft um, and things that are going to be installed into the aircraft in the future. So I look at capability coming up and I look after the capability that there is now. So were you responsible in some way, shape or form to uh, the actual design of things? No. 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 Nothing to do with design? I can provide advice on, you know, what may be okay or going to work or not work in the design features, but I don't have any influence over what the initial intake for that design is. Were you involved in cyber security as well? Yep. Yes. How well protected is the Air Force against cyber attacks? I think we're doing okay. Um, we're definitely at the infancy for cyber security and we're working towards having a really good posture. 
but we're doing okay, I think. How does any organisation do better? You're an IT expert, so what are the things one has to consider? Uh, It definitely comes down to people and training, I think. Um, You know, the better you have your people trained, the better the capability is for, you know, our security. As a complete nerd, I don't know, in other words, how do I protect my... Air Force, me, anyone. How do I protect myself? Let's that plane go. (laughs) See, we are at Fighter World. How do I protect myself against an attack? What things must I do? Um, Let the second one go. Sorry, Marion. Go ahead. Um, things you can do is harden your device. So you can put um, protections in place such as your firewalls and your antivirus. Um, you can reduce your internet footprint. Um, not having as many social media accounts and things like that is always a good thing. And keeping an, uh, an eye out for all the vulnerabilities that are advertised out there that are occurring and try and protect yourself mm. from them. Is this an area, as an Air Force, we have to be more focused on developing our defences as the big players in the market without naming any country in particular who do make regular attacks on different organisations in different countries. Is that something that as an Air Force we have to be better prepared for? Um, and I wouldn't say better prepared. I think we just have to be more aware of it. Um, Air Force is doing really good, a really good job at the moment in protecting um, our people and our capability and I don't think that we should be too concerned about what other nations are doing. Hmm. Does the Army, Navy and Air Force share skill sets? Absolutely. So for cyber, 100% for communications, we do. Um, we all train in the same place. Um, all have very similar training. Mind you, um, there's small aspects that are different, particular to their service. Um, so, so how do those aspects differ? Uh, so Army has three trades for CIS, whereas Air Force has one. What does that mean? Sorry, I'm a nerd, remember? So, for the Air Force, we're NetTechs. We look after all communications information systems. Yep. Uh, For Army, they have their operators, geeks and technicians. So, that's um, they have the IT side, they have their radio side and they have their bearer side. And Navy? three trades. And Navy, I don't know too much about Navy, but they have a few different trades when it comes to CIS. So, do you you ever ever now and again get together and exchange ideas or or is it, that's a different... Another jet. <laughs> or is that a different force, so, so that's their problem? No, so um, Defence Force School of Signals has one CO, and that CO manages Army, Air Force and, and Navy. who is that CO at the moment? Is it Army, Navy or Air Force? It is an Army member. Army person. Yeah. Okay. So there is an esprit de corps almost across the three Defence Forces in Australia and Mm -hmm. we are working far more meaningfully together than maybe other people in other parts of the world. Absolutely, yeah. How important is that? It's really important. Why? Uh, Because we are a joint service. We're purple. So, you know, we look after and have the same goal of protecting our networks. So I think it's really important. And what about international cooperation? I mean, the closest country to us because of exchanges is the United States of America. Do we work together in this area with them? Uh, I wouldn't say that we do, and I wouldn't say that we don't. I feel that we would collaborate with them, but I couldn't tell you to what extent. So where do you see yourself 
going in the Air Force? What What is your, forget your husband, forget your two kids. What's your career path up here, up in your head like? I just want to have a long and prosperous career. Uh, I don't really mind what trade I I work towards. At the moment, I'm really enjoying being a net tech um, and what it has to offer. However, I'm looking at um, becoming an officer and whether that goes ahead or not, I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So if you did become an officer, does that mean your current career path may change direction? or? Yep, absolutely. Would? Yep. Are there any other areas within the Air Force that you're particularly turned on by? Uh, so I'm looking at becoming a cyber warfare officer. Why? I think it would be a really good career um, and it's something that's quite current at the moment. Um, I've got training in that area so I, I really enjoy it and I feel that I could p- provide you know, some capability and, and change to that area for the better. When's your next Ironman event? At the moment I'm not training for one because uh, of COVID it's made it really oh, of difficult. Course. COVID. You said you entered one in Geelong. Oh there is water near Geelong isn't there? Yeah the half Ironman is in Geelong. Who's your hero and Iron people. I don't have a hero. You don't have a hero? No. Okay. Marion, I think you perhaps have one of the more important jobs within the Air Force, within any Defence Force, because without communication, there is no progress. There is no development. Yep. Cyber security, uh, networks, whatever, whatever job you want to take on after that, consider yourself as part of its 100-year history to having a very important job in 2021. And I want to thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Globally, the RAAF has between 500 and 700 people on operations every day, contributing to coalition operations, peacekeeping and humanitarian and disaster relief. The RAAF takes pride in its service. It has a history of endeavour and sacrifice which is one in a place in the hearts of all Australians and a position of respect among the armed services of all Australia's allies. The RAAF will never tarnish its record. It carries on in the proud tradition of Per Adua Ad Astra. This is a series of podcasts recounting the personal stories of veterans and their families. Produced by Air Force Association New South Wales, which is a registered charity that focuses on the well-being of Air Force veterans and their families. If you would like to donate funds to help us with this important work, you can search Air Force Association New South Wales in Google and go to our website.